Our guest on the program today is Erin Glass, and she's the Business Services Coordinator with the South Central Oklahoma Workforce Board. Erin, how are you today? I'm well. How are you? Well, we were recording this on Wednesday when it was a little bit chillier out than it is today. But <laughs> nonetheless, uh, we wanted to uh, have you on the program to talk about some of the services that you provide. And uh, also, we've got a big program coming up for job seekers that we'll be talking about here a little bit later in the program. But uh, first, just give us a little recap or summary of, of what the Workforce Board is and what you do. Okay. Well, thank you. So the South Central Oklahoma Workforce Board um, covers eight separate counties. We cover Grady County, Caddo, McLean, Stevens, Comanche, Cotton, Jefferson, and Tillman counties. And we use, our board uses our um, grant money to service the Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act program. And so what that does is that provides free training, work experience opportunities, and on-the-job training to those who qualify. And you've been doing this for quite some time. This is, these are federal funds you work with, and uh, it's distributed to uh, a number of boards that represent several different regions in the state? Absolutely. There are six different workforce boards in the state of Oklahoma, and each board um, receives a portion of that federal grant money and um, in their respective areas, they're servicing um, job seekers and businesses in the same way that we do here in South Central Oklahoma, um, trying to build a stronger workforce through our program. And it's been kind of difficult, I'm sure, over the last couple of years, but uh, with things seemingly finally getting back to some sense of normal, you guys are kind of uh, back at it and being a little bit more proactive. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we felt the, the strain of um, the short labor force as well. Um, our service provider has still some open positions, um, and, you know, through our workforce programs, we can typically match job seekers with employers, but we've seen a downtick in, you know, the placements that we've been able to make. So, you know, no one's, no one out there has not been impacted, that's for sure. And, you know, with the, the unemployment rate is at historic lows in Oklahoma, so uh, a lot of folks are working, which is good, but maybe a lot of folks are what are considered underemployed, I guess, right? Yeah, that's that. That could be true. Um, some data that we've seen has shown that the marijuana industry has taken a lot of um, general laborers away from the workforce market, and so you know, typically when those uh, service industry people were making minimum wage or you know under ten dollars an hour, they have kind of jumped ship, if you will, and they've gone to the marijuana industry to make you know, higher wages, and everyone's felt the effects of that, I think. So uh, do you work with, uh, I guess, all sorts of business and industries? Give us, a, give us some examples. So um, we, we work with almost all businesses and industry. Um, we do not um, work with some. We can't uh, work with religious organizations. Um, we cannot work with um, marijuana grows. And uh, within that industry, but um, most business, we we are there to help, um, and we just you know have guidelines that the state gives us, and so we just operate within those parameters. But you know we like to focus on small business um, through our workforce boards, and of course manufacturing. You know whatever the uh, county's industry is, you know wherever they're going to get the uh, or need the most support, that's that's where we're going to work. So. You know- 
Yeah, manu- manufacturing's been, in some areas, manufacturing is down a little bit uh, because, you know, some plants have moved off. But uh, I, I think high tech uh, is kind of replacing that in some cases. Potentially, potentially. Um, I couldn't really speak to that, to be honest with you, exactly about how manufacturing, just as an industry itself, how it's being impacted. But I will tell you that um, some of the businesses that I've been working with in Chickasha, they've actually um, seen an uptick in new hires. So, I mean, that's that's a silver lining for sure. No doubt. And so um, do you go out and uh, recruit businesses to help or do they kind of find you or how do you how do you guys get together? Well, sadly, I don't think many businesses know about what we do. And, and so one of my jobs is to get out there and uh, meet with businesses and try to spread the word um, to this, you know, almost best-kept secret in Oklahoma, I think, because um, what we do is so important in it and just the way that it can help job seekers and businesses. So I go out and I do try to engage with businesses. Um, right now, you know, everybody's hair is kind of on fire and and people are so busy, and so they want to take advantage of our services that maybe, you know, right now they just don't have time to implement implement anything new. But we have many services available to businesses, and the greatest part is everything we do is free. Well, that that is the best part. So it doesn't cost a business anything to, to do that. So uh, give us some steps. Uh, so what happens once you first make a contact and then uh, they like to uh, – to maybe find some potential employees through your your work? Well, so whenever I meet with a business, I just go over everything that we offer. Um, A couple of different programs that really appeal to businesses. Um, One of them is our work experience program, and that's where we can take people that are enrolled into our programs. Um, These individuals might be going to a training um, to get certified in something, um, they may be just looking for work, honestly. And so what I could do is I could reach out to a business um, and get them to partner with us, and then I could place uh, program participants there at their work site, at their business location, and they would be our employee um, where we're paying all the wages, handling all the payroll, et cetera, covering some limited liability on them. And that individual could work there um, at no expense to the business for 520 hours. Um, And that's roughly uh, three months if someone's working a 40-hour work week. And so, you know, that business is cutting on, you know, thousands of dollars in labor costs, depending on the wage that individual person is going to be earning. And what we do is we have the business um, set the wage for what they would pay someone um, on their payroll for that particular position that we make the placement in. Um, except we're the ones paying. And so we would just have them sign a worksite agreement to say that they would, they're would they agreeing to work with us. Um, it's it's an agreement. It's not a contract that could be canceled at any time. It's just, you know, um, something that we put on file. And then we, you know, could potentially send out um, people from our programs to work there. Or, likewise, businesses, if they have an interested job seeker come in and they may fit some of our eligibility criteria for the program. We could do a reverse referral, and we can see if we can get them into the program and send them out to their work site under us that way. And, of course, the uh, the intention is that the, the business would eventually uh, put that person on their payroll full-time. Absolutely, absolutely. This gives businesses an opportunity to test this person out and see, are they a good worker? You know, do they have good soft skills? Are they showing up to work on time? 
are they motivated, et cetera, without, you know, that, that um, worry that sometimes you get with new hires, you know, and, and if you're doing a lot of turnaround with onboarding and everything, that's really time consuming. And so we do all of that process. And so it's just, it's just a benefit to both job seeker and employer. And if the job, uh, if the employer um, doesn't have a space available at the end for whatever reason, um, you know, the job seeker may get out of there with a good referral. And that can sometimes be all, all it takes in their next venture. Let's talk about some of the training that uh, you offer or that's available to, through maybe some of what you do for individuals that, uh, you know, are maybe looking to to improve their uh, their position in the, uh, in the workforce. Sure. So, um, our programs will pay up to $15,000 towards a training in what is considered to be an in-demand occupation. So we have, um, 200 plus demand occupations, things like CDL driver, things in IT, healthcare, um, just a bunch of different uh, opportunities available to individuals seeking to advance their their standing in the workforce. And what we do is um, individuals who qualify, um, they would be people who possibly have, um, you know, their low income, maybe they have a uh, justice-involved past, maybe they've been in the criminal system, maybe they're just a single parent, or maybe they have a disability. Basically, anybody who has a barrier to employment. Um, they can get in under our program, they get with a case manager that helps them with their career planning, and then they can talk to them about, you know, what uh, path fits their personality, you know, what interests them, and then start looking at schools and trying to get them set up to start a training. We work with career techs, colleges, um, online training platforms, and the individual goes to school. And what's really great is while this person's attending school, um, we have what we call supportive services. Um, these are funds that we have um, to help individuals while they're going to training. Um, these supportive services might look like buying that individual a gas card to get to and from training or purchasing them work clothes or equipment relevant to their training, like tools or tablets, things like that. And this is this is obviously free to the job seekers as well, right? Oh, absolutely. They never have to pay this money back. Um, if they're unsuccessful for whatever reason, you know, they don't have to fear, um, you know, having to pay any of the money spent on them back. Um, obviously, we hope that they are successful, but um, all of this is provided um, free through the workforce grants. Um, we, the case managers follow them and really try to be a good support to, um, to really help them see it through. Give us uh, an age range of individuals that uh, have been through the program recently. Okay, so um, we consider youth to be 16-year-olds to 24-year-olds. Um, we, we do not enroll many in-school youth. So, you know, I'm saying 16, but typically we really like to catch people coming out um, of high school. We like to catch seniors as soon as they graduate so that we can potentially set them up for some work experience at some local businesses over the summer. Yeah, perhaps, then, they, you know, yeah, perhaps they didn't get a chance to go to a tech school when they were in high school. Yeah, mm -hmm. so, so we could help them with that. We could definitely uh, get them enrolled in a career tech if they're considering an in-demand occupation and, and help them out. So is there some t type of application they need to fill out, or how do they, how do they be, get to be accepted into the program? Well, um, they could go to 
scolib, S-C-O-W-I-B dot info, and they can look at our job seeker services page there. Um, that will uh, take them right to an application they can fill out online. Or um, for Chickasha, we have an office at the Chickasha Adult Learning Center building on 17th Street. And then, of course, our Chickasha Workforce Center down on 3rd. Um, we have an office there um, that has Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act staff available to help. And then we have Duncan Workforce Center. Uh, we have staff there, and it's a lot in Workforce Center. And to get that website that they can go get information, it's scowib.info? Yes, that's correct. All right. But, uh, job seeker services. How long does it take to, to do all that? Oh, goodness. It's just a quick maybe five or six questions that they answer. They're just going to input their name and contact info. And then a case manager will reach out to them typically within three days' time. And then they'll go through all the eligibility criteria to see how we can make them fit into the program. And, George, I want to mention, um, I mentioned the age group uh, 16 to 24. Yes. But we service individuals 25 and older as well. Um, it's just that for those individuals 16 to 24, there's a little bit more that we can do for them um, because uh, the Office of Workforce Development and WIOA, Workforce Innovation Opportunity Act, states that, um, you know, that's the, the target group. But 25 years and older um, individuals that have barriers to employment, they are eligible for our programs as well. All right. So your, uh, your service provider is called Equus Workforce Solutions? It is um, pronounced Equus, Equus Workforce Solutions. Okay. Yes, sir. Yep. All right. Uh, what else do we need to know about, uh, about your group? Well, um, on top of all the training that we can provide to individuals and then the supportive services that I mentioned, um, individuals um, in the programs, you know, their case managers are really their cheerleaders. They really um, work to, to develop them as um, strong individuals so that they can succeed in the workforce. They help them build soft skills. Um, they really cheer them on along the way because um, individuals who qualify for our programs, they typically have a lot of barriers, you know, like I spoke about before. So that can be kind of the make it or break it for some people when life is, is happening, you know. So individuals get a lot of support. And something that um, I don't really think, like we spoke about before, that people know is that Businesses have services um, also through the workforce. So I mentioned our workforce or our work experience program. Um, we also work with businesses to develop on-the-job on training opportunities for job seekers. Um, so we might have a program participant who comes into our program and they may have a certain set of skills or a certification already in something, but maybe they're just uh, having some difficulty finding a job. And so, you know, we can target a business and reach out to them and say, hey, I have this individual with this certification. You know, if you um, have a position for available, you know, we could potentially partner with you to give this person an opportunity. Um, we would draw up a kind of a training plan for them um, as their uh, on-the-job training, you know, would play out. We would kind of have some, um, some metrics to kind of uh, measure that process, what that would look like for them. And they would actually be that business's employee. So the business would onboard them in this scenario, but the workforce um, would reimburse that business 50% of that person's wages at the end of the month. So 
you're cutting the, the, the labor cost there as well, and that could be up to 1,040 hours or over a six-month period. So that's pretty awesome, and I think employers really lean towards that. Um, we're working with – we work with several apprenticeships across the state, and one of my jobs is to try to talk to businesses and talk to them about the importance of apprenticeship and try to motivate them to develop apprenticeships within their own company. Um, we also help them with writing job descriptions for their positions, um, posting job ads. We have uh, pre-employment testing software that we can help them tailor a pre-employment test uh, specific to their industry. Um, and we provide labor market information. And if someone uh, has a buyout or, you know, is doing a layoff or reduction in their workforce, we even uh, do rapid responses for them. So we can bring in OESC to talk about an employment um the unemployment process, um, reemployment opportunities, our workforce programs, things like that. So we can really support a business in a lot of different areas, all free. I want to go back to the uh, job seekers for a moment. So uh, do they meet with their case managers uh, once a week or as time permits, or what's that schedule like? Well, um, job seekers do have to contact their case manager at least once a month. Um that's kind of, everybody always wants to know, what's the catch? Well, that's kind of the catch because for um, people participating in the program, we really want to show their progression. We want to stay on top of what's going on with them. You know, so often on those monthly check-ins, um, and sometimes individuals and their case managers will talk more often than this, but this is just the minimum. But on those monthly check-ins, you can learn a lot about what's going on in someone's life and then you know, people may mention something that they don't realize that we can help with um, that they're going through. And so the case manager might be able to have that opportunity to say, hey, did you know I can help you with that? Because there's so many things that we're able to provide to them. Sounds like a really good program all the way around. So uh, we've got a big event coming up this next week that uh, uh, we want to talk about this morning, too. We are hosting a job fair at the Canadian Valley Technology Center here at the Chickasha campus at 1401 West Michigan Avenue. It's going to be held um, in Building 200 in the Seminar Center, and that's going to be Friday, March 4th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And we just really want job seekers to get out, bring your resume, um, you know, just come and meet with employers, just see what's out there, um, because a lot of people um, I see on social media, they say that they're looking and they can't seem to find anything. And so I would just challenge you to get out and see what's available in your area. Because right now, um, there's a lot of need, and we just need to make that connection between job seekers and employers. Right. And uh, more than a dozen uh, businesses are going to be there. Could you give us an idea that the type of uh, uh, employers that you're going to have uh, out there? Sure. We have several manufacturers um, from the area, from Chickasha area, going to be there. We have an IT company. We have a transportation company looking for CDL drivers. We've got a couple of temp agencies. So one of our transport companies is going to be there. They're going to bring a truck out onto campus um, is what they're trying to accomplish now. They're trying to get a truck ready to have out there. And, um, you know, that's just something that the workforce can help with. We, I mean, we pay for CDL certifications all the time. And so that's a quick course. It's four to six weeks training that we can put someone through, and maybe we can get them on, on with um, one of the transport companies here in town. 
And you mentioned uh, resumes, and uh, hopefully the, the individuals can uh, have a, a little rough draft or maybe together, but uh, you can help them with, uh, once they become a client, then you can help them with resume building and things like that, I guess, right? Absolutely. And aside from the employers that we're going to have out at the job fair, um, we're going to have um, a rep from the Oklahoma Employment Security Commission to talk about unemployment matters or hopefully re-employment um, help that's available through Oklahoma Employment Security Commission. Of course, we're going to have our workforce program staff there. Um, and then we're going to have someone out from the Department of Rehabilitation Services to help individuals who might have disability. Um, so we're going to have a little, we're going to have a few tables there for um, support, um, you know, and we're going to have some general applications available um, if, if someone's unable to get their resume prepared. Um, I will say that it's good for the public to know that the library has, you know, uh, some wonderful free services always available to anyone who walks in their doors. Um, you know, you can use the computers for free um, to draw up your resume and you can use their printer for a very small fee, and they also have hotspots available to check out now, um, Wi-Fi hotspots, if you want to do that in the comfort of your own home. Yeah, that's the uh, the Chicken Shea Public Library. Absolutely. Aaron, I want to thank you for being on the program today. Any last things that uh, maybe we forgot to mention? Not that I can think of. I would just encourage everyone to get out and look at your opportunities. Things are getting better out there. All right, uh, Aaron Glass, the Business Services Coordinator for the uh, South Central Oklahoma Workforce Board. And again, let folks know where your office is located here in Chickasha. So we have an office at 301. Uh, South 2nd there? The South 2nd, <laughs> yes, the Chickasha Workforce Center. And then again at the uh, Chickasha Adult Learning Center on at 17th and Missouri. We have yeah. an office there as well. And that's open all day or business hours there at the Adult Learning um, Center? Yes, 8 to 530. All right, Aaron. again, thanks for being on the program today. Thank you. Thanks for having me.